<laughs> I am the devil. And don't you forget it. Welcome to Bravo Breakdowns, your podcast study guide for reality TV. Every Thursday, we cover an entire season of brawling, boozing, and romance, and skip all the boring parts where everyone is getting along. Whether you've never seen an episode or you're a Bravo scholar, we're here to break it down for you. These girls are having a breakdown. Bravo breakdowns. These girls are going insane now. Bravo breakdowns. Good morning, students. I'm Lauren Davis. And I'm Michelle Baber, and today we're covering season one of Vanderpump Rules, baby. I'm so excited. Uh, It's been such a joy and a journey going back down Vanderpump Lane. Always feels so right, seeing all my disgusting friends there. Um, Before we get into it, though, uh, I just have some quick Bravo news that I mostly want to share with you, Michelle, um, and any listeners who are um, Salt Lake City fans or who listen to our episode about the Salt Lake City finale, uh, which we recommend whether you're a fan or not. It was amazing television. You want to be part of history, and we'll get you up to date on it. Um, But this is from Andy's podcast, and it was uh, released today. Um, it's, It's not looking good for Monica coming back. Mm-hmm. So Andy said on on his podcast, he said, what was cut out of the reunion is there are some people whose method of fighting is just to scream louder and keep talking. They don't take anything in and just keep moving forward like a Mack truck. And I would say Monica is kind of of that ilk. And I was jumping in the whole day. You don't see it because you don't want to see it. It got pretty heated throughout the day. Me telling them to stop. You don't want to see it on the show. Oops. <sighs> It's it's not looking good because that you know what that reminds me of is the New York Real Housewives of New York season four reunion where it was just Mm -hmm. so heated and then they got rid of like everyone. You know what Monica was giving me shades of like not not at the reunion, but just this season where it's just like, how do you come back from any of this was Aviva throwing her leg like it was such a big moment and it was so shocking and you knew it was coming. We didn't actually know what was coming with Monica, but we knew it was big. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, where do you go from throwing your leg? But see, I disagree because I think that like, I think the throwing her leg made them want to keep her, even though it was so staged. It was that she she didn't go on any she of the trips. She was so difficult. She, she wasn't yeah. showing up to shooting and still yeah, making a... Yeah, that was it. And- yeah. She but Monica is desperate. Monica would show up to the opening of an envelope. She's hungry. I know. Yeah. If someone would give her a car um, that's not in her mom's name, she will drive there herself. Yeah. And we'll at least arrange over for her if it means. But I'm starting to accept it's issues one and done. It's not going to You know, happen. but she'll, she'll, she'll show up. She'll be on Traders. She'll be on... Civilians. Um, I think she'd be great on. Yes. She'll be... Yeah. She'll be somewhere. She'll be in our hearts and minds forever. She um, made history no matter where she ends up. Yes. Just like the cast of Vanderpump Rules. <gasps> I'm so, so happy to have my friends back. No, I know. My dirty, uh, disgusting, alcoholic, chain-smoking friends who make me feel better about myself. In, in season one, when they're still 
Or, I, you know, I love an impoverished reality show, uh, Star Lord. We've talked about this. Yes. I, it really makes me feel better about my life. And mm-hmm. I think I don't care about, look like you know, like seeing wealth. Like, no. if I wanted to see a bunch of wealth, I'd, you know, go to work, like, well, and hang well, out with rich people. Yeah. Like, we, uh, we love housewives, of course. So we see wealth or pretend wealth there. But, like, we also love Vanderpump Rules, especially mm-hmm. in the early seasons, because they're blue collar, baby. They're in the service industry we love it and that honestly i think is a huge i'm jumping ahead a little bit but that's like the uh, the huge thing about the show that makes it a really important piece of media is because there's no like they've they've tried to do so many like different sitcoms about restaurants dramas Mm -hmm. about restaurants Mm -hmm. films about restaurants like waiting was okay kind of a cult classic this is the only show that manages to really get it right what it's like working in a restaurant like everyone fucking each other everyone fighting everyone cheating on each other an incestuous friend group you're always at the restaurant even when you're not working because your friends are there it's like claustrophobic it's it really captures it which is important and the alcoholism the smoking the coke the cigarette breaks alleged alleged sorry yeah don't sue us yeah don't sue but maybe threaten it just so we yeah, can get just publicity. to get us on the map. Yeah, yeah. We and NDA, Bethany, send us an NDA about Vanderpump Bethany, Rules. Yes, I, I will. I will tell all of the secrets about Bethany's relationship if I need to. Um, but for me, Lauren, the important thing that if you've never seen Vanderpump Rules to know is that it's really a comedy. Like there's affairs, mm-hmm. addictions, assholes, but there's so many laughs mm-hmm. and they are brought on by the number one guy in the group, Mr. Jax Taylor, who to me is a modern day Charlie Chaplin. Because you know what? They're the most compelling trams on screen. And now oh. we've said it. Yeah, well, I would actually, I would compare Schwartz to more of a Charlie Chaplin because he's literally pretending to be a buffoon. Uh, He's tripping over himself. He is the only one who doesn't work in the restaurant because he's too incompetent. Um, All he can do is model. Jax, I would liken to a Buster Keaton. Oh, that's what I was trying to think of, a Buster Keaton. I meant tramps as like he's just very slutty. Oh, yeah, he is. The lady is a tramp. And uh, we'll get into some blind items I read about Jax as well later. Oh, you know, I love a blind item. Yes. Um, we'll let you guess who it is. Well, I already told you who it is, but I think you'd be able to guess anyway. Is it Buster um, Keaton? It's Buster Keaton. Blind items from the 1930s. Which, uh, which ragamuffin man about town killed this prostitute? And she no, was drunk when they did it. <laughs> that was Fatty Arbuckle, but uh, any 80-year-olds listening, shout out. <laughs> shout out. Can you hear? Um... Uh, we'll put captions on. We'll put transcripts. Be accessible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this show, Vanderpump Rules, started as a spinoff of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Uh, Lisa Vanderpump, who was in the Beverly Hills cast and is a restaurateur, uh, she arranged that one of her waitresses, Sheena, have a sit down at her restaurant with Brandy Glanville. Brandy Glanville at the time was going through a very public tabloid ridden divorce. Uh, her husband, Eddie Kibrian, was cheating on her with Leanne Rimes and like half of L.A. And it was like uh, they were really drawing it out in the media to mm-hmm. get as much attention as they could. Um, and Sheena had actually slept with Eddie as well. 
Um, so she had Lisa, a two year affair with Eddie, a two year affair. Yeah. And Lisa was like, oh, you know, under the guise of like, well, you know, Brandy's going to be coming to the restaurant. She's my friend. You two need to get along. So why don't you sit down and talk it out? Yes. Um, you know, which, which makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah. Lisa. Yeah. Let's just sit down. You, you sit down um, with the mistress that uh, that slept with your husband and had an affair with him for two years. And let's make sure it's in my restaurant and cameras are rolling. And it's just because I care about you both. And it's important mm-hmm. that my employees are friends with all of my cast yeah, members. Like, we have a million waiters and waitresses working for sir, but Sheena's going to be at every single event that you're at. <laughs> Just because she's so good. She's the best. And this kind of uh, puppetry and head bitch in charge energy is um, what Lisa Vanderpump brings in all of her shows, but especially yes. Vanderpump Rules, yes. of which she plays a matriarch character. Anyway, so Sheena and Brandy sit down and uh, Sheena, in true Sheena fashion, uh, tries to convince Brandy, hey, you should forgive me because I Mm -hmm. wasn't just a one night stand. We hooked Mm -hmm. up for two years. He Mm -hmm. bought me a necklace. So really, he betrayed (gasps) me just like you. Yeah. Um, And then she like kind of has like the waterworks like. I like loved this guy and like I didn't know he had like a, a like a wife and kids. It's like. He's a famous actor. You never thought to Google this person. Yeah. You never it's thought on it was MDB. Yeah, like. like you didn't ever think it was weird. You could never go to his house. Just my my boyfriend who can my easily boyfriend. be verified is married with children. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so Brandy, of course, is like vicious, tears her a new asshole. Sheena uh, still is like unfazed, yeah, n- not self aware, and that's yeah. when uh, that's when America knew there's she's something a here. Star. Yeah, she's a star. She's got that she X can, factor. She can take so much like abuse, so much abuse, but in and, the best way. We're not in the best way. The no, best she's a really way. she's such a hard worker. Like she's so resilient. She just yes. keeps coming back. You know, and, and so clueless where even after that talk where I think Brandy in a really mean way explained like it's different for me as a yeah. wife cheated on than it is you as yeah. a mistress. Sheena did not get it by the she, end. She's totally unfazed. Even even Brandy's like, I mean, like, look at your life and look at my life. Like I win. And Sheena's like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, I think I have tables. I don't know. <laughs> And it's that resilience that made, I would say, Sheena ultimately is winning in the end, 10 seasons she later. really is. Um, and also, she started winning uh, when this season of Vanderpump started. Because she was kind of, I would say, the centerpiece of mm-hmm. the show. Like, there's no Vanderpump Rules without Sheena. Mm-hmm. She is transferred from Villa Blanca, one of Lisa's other restaurants, to Sir. Mm-hmm. And, uh, which stands for... Sexy, unique restaurant, unironically. <laughs> I, I regret to inform you. Sir does. Um, I remember when I first heard that and I thought it was someone like yeah, making like a, a joke. joke. It's a, it, it is so shocking when you find out of all of the things that like are shocking throughout the seasons of this show, finding out what Sir stands for is like up there with 
things that will be revealed later in this Yeah, it's better than any cheating scandal. It's juicier than any affair. It's freaking scandal to me, finding out that sexy, unique restaurant is a successful place. I agree. It's like a a certle, a certle (laughs) that it's... It's called something so stupid. Um, so Sheena is dropped into uh, this restaurant, sir. Mm-hmm. She's a fish out of water. She was apparently like the head waitress at Villa Blanca. Right. And now she's the low man on the totem pole mm-hmm. at Sir, which is filled with um, barracudas. Barracudas, honey. Um, <laughs> cunty, skinny, Adderalled up, bitchy barracudas. Uh, and the main one, the head bitch in charge here is uh, Stasi Schroeder. Anastasia. Uh, Anastasia, which uh, she was named after a princess because she acts like one and she claims she might be descended from Swedish royalty. <laughs> Um, she's proudly entitled, Yes. um, very emotional, the star of her own show, and now literally the star of her show, all of her dreams are coming she, true. Um, and she makes extremely violent references constantly. Threats, I would say. <laughs> yeah, like, I will quarter your body and throw it into the river um, and balm you and light you on fire, like, things like that. And just and she just says it in casual conversation out in public. Yep, that's um, what makes her more interesting than your typical basic bitch. She's obsessed with true crime and fantasizes about murdering everyone in her life constantly out loud. In the most to torturous them. way is not just, like, I want to shoot you, but, like... I want to skin you alive. And yeah. Yes, very shades of Jen Shaw saying she's going to drown Whitney yeah. in the lake behind her house, where it's like, you clocked there was a lake? Like, you've really mm. thought about this. Very princess like Stassi. <laughs> yes. Very yes, royal. Elegant. Very, very royal. I think that's what Princess Diana did with all of those uh, AIDS patients. <laughs> oh, God. Don't, don't. Don't, I maybe, know, don't, don't. maybe Camilla and I, I we we will talk I, maybe Camilla did that shit that's true she did um she is into really weird metaphors like the tampon dirty talk oh my god seriously anyway okay, okay so back to, back, back to, to this Sheena. group of royals like, yeah. yeah back to my royal family Sheena Shea okay just really quick I want to say about Sheena this is like the level of her delusion which makes her so such captivating tv it's like she talks about in season one like people confuse me for britney spears like all of the time and like sometimes i'm like okay yeah i'm britney and i just sign as britney spears which we'll we'll put a picture of her on the instagram she she doesn't look like britney even when britney wasn't doing her best yeah even shaved head britney (laughs) No, there's no comparison. Oh, I mean, Sheena's beautiful too, but just yeah. like nothing like Britney. Not like, Britney. Yeah. She has like long, dark hair. <laughs> yes. And, uh, but she does. And what is um, different in season one from all the other seasons of Vanderpump is this season, all of the cast is still trying to make it in Hollywood. Um, and Sheena is trying to be a singer. And her first single she works on in the season is called Freak Bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, and I appreciate, again, Sheena's the hardest worker. She's the only one who I feel like is really actually like 
trying to make it because she's the most delusional. Like uh, <laughs> most of the other people, like Stasi, I mean, she is like kind of a writer who writes for Lisa's daughter's blog and the never finishes her articles. Addiction. The yeah. divine addiction. Oh, and my the, God. The divine, we'll talk about symbolism, but like the divine addiction, yeah. all of these people are very They're... addicted and it's divine. And I'm divinely addicted to this show. <laughs> the show is yes. mine. Yes, we're, we're freaks. Exquisite. Bitch. We're freak but, uh, bitches. On, on that, we should take a break. These girls are having a break, 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 So we're back. So Sheena is new to Sir and is very like goody two shoes and ambitious. <laughs> uh, kisses Lisa's butt a lot, and obviously a she has lot, a lot, yeah, a lot. Uh, which that's a motif throughout the season. Yes. Okay, so back to uh, Sheena being new at Sir and uh, being targeted by all of the, let's say bullies there. I, I would say bully. Uh, it's a sensitive word for reality TV people, but I think they kind of own it on this They're, show. I call them sexy, unique bullies. Subs. Subs. <laughs> Although Stasi is more of a dom and um, oh, Kristen yeah. and... Uh, Katie are her henchmen, and they're for more of sure. subs. They are very okay. subs, yes. Yes. They bully uh, Sheena for a lot of reasons. I mean, she's, like, very ambitious and up Lisa's ass, yes. for one thing. And then also because she's got this history of, you right. know, cheating with a married man. They're all jealous because they yes. all have boyfriends who yeah, are In the words there. of Stassi, she doesn't like Sheena because, quote, unquote, she's a homewrecking whore. Yeah. Stasi's a trademark subtlety. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. Like oh god. Oh god, she's all choked up, folks. She's all choked up about this home. Dare she? How dare she? Um attack my girl Sheena. But uh even though they bully her a lot this season, uh Sheena again her pluckiness uh <laughs> it prevails. Um uh, and she is uh I think the only the only one remaining on the show. Also, Katie. Yeah. But uh, let's talk about America's favorite couple. You know who I'm talking about. Stassi um, and Jack. Harry and Meghan. Oh, oh. yes. <laughs> they're not. But in my heart, they're, they still are. I yeah. still root for them. I think in terms of, like, having people who revile them, uh, probably... Same numbers, same numbers. Exactly, on that. exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. But uh, Stassi and Jax, the the original toxic twosome <laughs> from Bravo. Yeah. Um. So Stassi is dating a man named Jax. Um. He is again, like we said, uh, Buster Keaton, a wonderful <laughs> archetype, one of the great reality TV villains. He is a model slash bartender. Roided out, manic, cheesy sex addict. His head Wait. looks like a big red ham. Not in the first season, but Lauren, real quick. Do you think our listeners get the Buster Keaton reference? Um, well, no. okay but I think don't. it'll be good. They'll, you know, it's like you'll look them up and you'll learn something, or you'll think we're talking about Michael Keaton, and Jax <laughs> does have a very Beetlejuice quality, where if you're worried about saying his name three times and he'll yeah, appear with any, coke in his nose. Yeah, any Keaton, uh, Jax can fit into that role. Diane Keaton. Yes, yes. And you know what? She kind of dresses like that, like Charlie Chaplin a little bit. 
She she's honestly a style icon. For she me. wears his hats all the time. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Stassi and Jax, they are not good together. Oh my god. It's it's weird. It's one of those couples where it's like we're dropped into like the end of their relationship and it's hard to imagine them ever being happy they together. Have, I know. Uh, Stassi is so jealous. Like she, you know, is a very jealous, vindictive person and Jax is like a sex addict who like yeah. never sleeps at home no like... he has it and like she's so into this guy like she comes from a like Stassi comes from an incredibly privileged life and she's she is like a princess and she's totally spoiled but she like dates this like dude going nowhere that's 10 years her senior who drives a truck that has no air conditioning yeah it's, it's hard to is... imagine her in that truck like yeah, but we see her in that truck. And yet, yeah, it's it's bizarre. Um, so weird. so yeah, it's it's really the end of their relationship. She's getting frustrated that he never sleeps at home. She's paid for a lot of stuff while they're right. together, um, but her parents have cut her off because she finished school. Um, and Jax fucking hates her. Um, and he bitches about her a lot to all of his friends, including mm-hmm. another bartender at Sir named Frank. Um, Frank uses all the info Frank, that Jax yeah. gave him and tells it to Stasi. Um, the main thing mm-hmm. that makes her uh, furious is Jax admitted that he cheated on Stasi and got a porn star pregnant in Vegas, mm-hmm. which would be a final straw for me, I would say. Uh-oh. I don't know if yeah, it was a porn that's star. Like I think a deal breaker for that's me. That's a deal breaker. I think porn actress. If it was porn star, then I'd be like, mm. Yeah. A celebrity? Mm, star. Yeah. Have I heard of her? Ooh, star like fucker. Yes. <laughs> uh, but... You know, it's not a good look, you know, in a relationship. Yeah. And for that to come out on your first season of TV. Television. (laughs) But at this point, um, at this point, nobody believes this rumor except Stassi, who has broken up with Jax at this point and is now dating Frank. And Frank is like, this is how I can get into Stassi's pants. Let me tell you something about Jax here. Uh, he got a porn star pregnant. And here's the fucked up thing. Everyone knows that Jax is a piece of shit, but none of Stassi's friends, no one in the group believes this rumor. Mostly because Jax is like, it's not true. So like, we'll get into these people later, but like the Toms, Kristen Doty, who was Stassi's best friend, Katie, who was Stassi's best friend. They all think Frank is a piece of shit and they all want Stassi to get back with Jax and nobody believes that he knocked up a porn star in Vegas. Well, he also, here's what's interesting too. I mean, probably because like we've a motif in the show is um people lying for each other about mm-hmm. infidelity. It pretty right. much happens every season. Oh, and the uh, truth yeah. always comes out. Yeah. I I do think the Tom's probably knew yeah because because jacks also held their secrets when mm-hmm. they cheated on their significant others which comes out in later seasons spoiler yes. alert nobody on the show is good no one everyone's cheaters um and yes. cheaters forever um cheater cheater pumpkin eaters and by pumpkin i mean other people's vaginas and dicks <laughs> cheater cheater vagina eater in the words mm. of giselle um 
<laughs> so yeah, and I think it also it just really speaks to the codependence of this group too. Right. That it's like it kind of doesn't matter whether Jax did it or not. They're like, right. we don't like Frank, we like Jax. So just yeah. get over it and get yeah, back like, together with him. Get over it. He paid for the abortion. He's a good guy. Spoiler <laughs> alert: there is an abor- there is an abortion. Yeah. Uh, trigger um, warning. If trigger that- warning. Um, yeah. Um, so Vegas, not a baby. <laughs> so yeah, so it's Stasi's birthday the next week, um, and the group Wait, is all Lauren, going. Mm-hmm. You said that wrong. It's Stasi's fucking birthday. <laughs> right, famously, um, probably one of Stasi's most iconic lines is because from she this season. A lot. Well, she says it every season she's on. It's my fucking birthday. She's the ultimate birthday terrorist, and I think she's a big <laughs> part of why uh, birthday week culture became such a huge thing. I think we have her to blame for people who have, like, an entire birthday month. week and think that's or, socially acceptable. Or, like, a birthday like, month. Like, it's my fucking birthday month. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, terrorist behavior, and you can't negotiate with them. You can't but even I, wish them happy birthday. You but can't I will watch it for the rest of my life wonderful to watch um so she's like the biggest birthday princess ever and when they're all going to vegas they all refuse to drive with stassi because frank (laughs) will be in the car and they refuse to be in a car with frank because they all hate him so much also so great about this particular season season one they were all still actually poor because they were driving to vegas like every Mm -hmm. other season whatever trip they take they are flying but the season they're driving and who's in one of the cars as a surprise guest mr Jax taylor aka michael keaton aka buster keaton <laughs> aka big big red ham head aka um, diane keaton <laughs> diane keaton um so they uh, still choose not to warn Stassi about this. Stassi, even though it's her fucking birthday. It's pretty... I Okay, like, Stassi is a monster. Jax is a monster. They're all monsters, but I would be fucking furious. If, if my, my friends punked me like that? Brought my, yeah, my cheating ex-boyfriend that got another girl pregnant and brought him to the city where this all happened. It would be so mad. Like he's returning to the scene of the crime. Yeah. What the fuck? And everyone's like, this is gonna be awesome. She'll forgive him. Like it'll all be good. Everything's coming up Stasi. Um, of course, the violent, angry, uh, scorned mm-hmm. woman does not take this well on her mm-hmm. birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, she starts screaming, and mm-hmm. Tom Schwartz, Katie's boyfriend, the one who's too dumb to work at Sir, <laughs> throws a work. drink at her. He's too dumb to work in general. He doesn't general. really ever have a job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he throws a drink at Stasi. <laughs> And then Stasi gets mad and starts to throw a drink. And then Katie tries to stop her. Yeah. Stasi grabs her by the back of the head to try to get her off of her to continue going after Schwartz. All of the men, starting with Tom Schwartz, rip their, their shirts off. off, run outside, and just circle each other with no one actually fighting. Just Circling they're modeling their shit skin. They're in a strip mall. Like, this is the other thing. I don't think they could get, 
like filming rides at a lot of like cool places in Vegas at this time. So they're not even on the strip, like the Vegas strip. They're in some weird like strip shopping center where whatever restaurant they're filming in. The only one who the doesn't second rip- strip. Yes, the other strip. Uh <laughs> But the only person who keeps their shirt on for a while is Jax because he's in an is now an iconic chunky sweater. He looks which is so his good. signature look. Yeah, bloody looks nose like and chunky Ben-Keaton's sweater. Suits. Yes, 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 yes. Um. So yeah. So everyone is furious after this uh most yeah. people kind of blame stassi stassi they're like i can't believe that you would act this way on your birthday yeah. and they but abandon of- her yeah they abandon yeah. her the rest of the trip yeah but stassi being stassi is like um what everybody doesn't know is that i have like a second group of friends coming that i can hang out with so i don't have to hang out with like my favorite friends that i already hung out with at pissed me off and so she has brunch with like her b-list b-list friends also b-listers on the show and she like posts a picture on instagram of her like having brunch with all of them it's very funny it's so funny and they are legit it really works they are all legit (laughs) jealous they really wanted to punish her and for her to be alone on her birthday and when like there are a bunch of people who are willing to be on tv and hang out with stassi they're like Damn yeah, they're like, is that Jeremy the Busser? <laughs> like, <what's... laughs> also, I don't know if you noticed this, Lauren. Like in that scene, there's nobody eating. Everyone's only drinking. The only person who has food is Peter. Of course, Peter. Mm. Peter is, and, uh... and he got French toast. <laughs> These are uh... the things that I noticed, folks. I don't think there's another podcaster that's going to give you that type of information. Yeah. Uh, Michelle really has her eyes on the snack details in a way that no one else does. The snack details, like when they're drinking, especially like, like yeah. I always notice, like they're not eat. No one's eating anything. They're just drinking. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think Stassi ate a bite of anything this season, which she later admitted she was Adderall. Adderall out. Yeah. Chain smoking. Yeah. 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 Um, Peter, I do want to go back to Peter briefly. Uh. Peter is a funny character on this show. (laughs) He somehow dated every hot girl. He's like, he's a manager at Sir, but whereas at this point, kind of everyone is still like already, I think from season one, everyone is pretty much pretending to work at Sir. Like they are there for shooting and then like, you know, maybe do a shift a week just for like tourism for when people you know tourism. come to the restaurant to see the disney characters yes. you know but all of everything shot in the restaurant is like so clearly fake and like because it's a new show they can't get many extras You're right so it's always like two people and the yeah, bar. Like, like are they really doing side work right now while bullying sheena i don't know yeah yeah but peter is really a manager at sir if you go to sir you'll you'll see him there He's and there. He, he is like not um super comfortable on camera. He's kind of like an awkward guy. So he could never be main cast. Like um Very. so he really he just works yeah. both jobs and when Lisa dies, he'll probably be the heir. Like he's just in it for the long haul. And that's uh yeah, that's why we yeah, love exactly. Peter. This weird kind of Johnny Depp and Pirates looking like <laughs> greasy like, but well meaning like, man. Like if Johnny Depp was socially awkward 
Yes. 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 Oh, weirdo Johnny Depp. He's like Johnny Depp meets young Sheldon. Yes. Vibe. Yes. I was like, how do we put it nicely? But yeah, I think that's a good <laughs> way to Those are the vibes. It. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, so uh, everybody gets back to L.A. People, everyone is still super mad at Stassi. Uh, but Katie and Stasi are a little bit trying to mend fences. Fences, yeah. Um, and Stasi's getting more serious with Frank. She invites him to an on-camera lunch with her parents. So um, insane. Which her- so drunk already. Her mom was like, "We've already polished off a bottle of vodka." By the way, her parents are divorced. Yeah. Am I thinking? Yeah. This is and the right they thing. are. You know, they're like. Old money, I would say, or uh, they could be new money. They're, they're the kind of money, though, where you drink all day. Like, they're Republicans. Yes. And that's important. They ask Frank, uh, he's like, oh, I don't know if we'll get along. And she, like, are you a Democrat? And he's like, no. And it's like, nope. then we'll be just fine. Yeah. And he's like, I just lost my job today. And they're like, but are you a Democrat? And he's like, no. And he's like, welcome to the family. <laughs> yeah. So f- after Frank gets fired from Sir for, um, you know, being blamed for all this drama didn't he like pull some customers underwear over his head or something like that oh my god yes so he um like it was that's called something when you like atomic wedgie yeah he gave a customer an atomic wedgie (laughs) yeah he could not take the stress of being on camera (laughs) (laughs) oh i just remembered that's why he got fired it wasn't for like heinous acts it was no it was like because he like called a woman ugly and then her husband got mad and he gave him an atomic watch. You know what? This is the greatest show ever. I'm just, we're so yeah. lucky that it was, we have this. Film. Well, I do want to get back to uh, what what Frank did because Frank would never have gotten fired for like punching people and creating no. drama. That's no. his job. But yeah. it's Lisa... The Vanderpump Rules, the title of the show, refers to the thing that kind of keeps the whole show in order is mm-hmm. that Lisa is not only their boss at Sir, she is a producer. Right. And she really wants to make good drama, but she also does not want you to make her look like an idiot. So if you fuck up enough at Sir, like if you make enough of a scene at Sir, or if you are really rude to a customer while cameras are rolling, you're gone. Because mm-hmm. you will never make Lisa look bad. You will never get in a fight and talk back to Lisa. The Vanderpump rules are it's Lisa and everyone else beneath her. And Frank broke the Vanderpump rules. He broke the Vanderpump rules. Uh, and then they, he broke Stassi's heart. And because... the rules are sexy, unique rules. <laughs> yes. The best way to describe them is very... really to make... Yeah. Make Lisa look sexy and unique. <laughs> yeah, these are very unique rules. Like, I can punch somebody in your business, but I can't give somebody a wedgie. Got yes. it. Yeah, got it. It's a fine line. But, but it Lisa is crazy makes them that he, like, gave somebody a wedgie. Like, that's an insane <laughs> thing to do to a, a patron. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but Sorley's are okay. Yeah, Sorley's are okay. In fact, they're encouraged at Lisa's restaurants. But no wedgies then too far. Well, wedgies are okay, not atomic. Again, it's all in the Vanderpump rules. You just need to read them. Yes. Um, um, so Stassi... Take... Oh, should we take a break now? Should we... Yeah, let's take a break and then we'll get back to... And, and Great. Then we'll get back to it. Okay. <laughs> 
Oh, you're being so good at remembering the breaks. Um, yeah, I just want to make sure that we get to the Laura Lee of it all. Yes, and definitely. Like, that, like its own, like it's like it, it's you know, it's not just like flowing into everything because like she's yes. her own. She's so like, it's going to be the bulk of the. She's episode. her own yeah. segment. She's her own. Yeah. Everything. Well, I think yeah. let's we'll quickly address that Frank dumps Stassi and like what an asshole he is, and then we can. Yeah, he's Laura like I'm Lee. tired of being your assistant, even though I don't have a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's he's truly the worst one. Okay. Um, so we get to the end of the Stasi and Frank affair, which burned short but bright. Uh, so <laughs> Frank is unemployed and hanging out with Stasi, and it I think did something to his toxic masculinity that like she has a job and he doesn't. Uh, and he starts being right. really cruel and degrading to her in a way that, like, yeah. we watch people be cruel and degrading a lot on the show. But again, mm-hmm. it, it's breaking the Vanderpump rules how yeah. cruel he is yes. and sexist. Yes. And he's just, like, he's just not interesting on screen, which is, like, the number one thing I hate. Yeah. Get he's out of here. boring. A boring dick. Like, yeah, he's a boring dick. He's, and he. He gone. Yeah, he just, like, attacks her for, like, you know, he keeps calling the blog she writes for a blog, which isn't that bad. But he also is like, oh, you boss me around like your servant. Like, you be- yeah. just because you're pretty, you think you can tell me what to do. Uh, and then dumps her on her lawn while cameras are rolling. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, leaving yes. her in tears and kind of crawling back to Jax a little. But it's too late. But, uh-oh, because... Jax has moved on to... The real the incomparable, <laughs> the, the iconic. never to be, the never could be replaced. Many have tried, all have failed. The Claudette Colbert, if we're going to make another <laughs> 1930s uh, reference that no one understands of the show, the Grace Kelly it's... of of meth addiction. She is elegance. She is class. She is Laura Lee. <laughs> um, she. Lauren, you know how I feel about Laura Lee. I and feel- I had forgotten how great she was until rewatching. I was like, oh, On, how could I forget? I, I, right now, in the words of Whitney Rose, just saying Laura Lee, I have the fucking chills. There has <laughs> yeah. never been a one season wonder that has ever come close to Laura Lee. She gave. Monica. It's looking okay. like Monica. Okay. But but, other than her. Yeah, well. Yes. Okay, that's but true. My, oh, but Laura Lee did this in three episodes. She's so good. Her monologues. Ugh. Ugh. We got to get into actor- it. Well, here's the thing about Laura Lee. She is someone who's working. She is someone a legit working- actress. Yeah. She's Natural. really an actress. She takes classes. She you went to Juilliard. Went to Juilliard. Yeah, which is I don't know if you know a really good school. Really hard to like, get into. Hard to get it into. Wasn't Juilliard extension classes. It was yeah. fucking Juilliard. She was like a real actor. Went to Juilliard. SAG. She was in SAG, still in SAG, and had a drug addiction. Trifecta, baby. Hollywood loves you. <laughs> And she's um she's very tiny. She was probably like four eleven. Um, and Jackson, so what? Um, and she falls head over heels for Jax. Um, they immediately get super serious. Jax is love bombing her like he always does with He's people love bombing. and then while Jax is love bombing Laura Lee Stassi is threatening murder 
and murder bombing her all of the time, sending the most insane text messages because she is an insane, jealous person. Tearing apart in staff meetings, fighting yeah. with her in the yeah. lobby, yeah. making yeah. her life hell. Yeah. Um, basically just constantly reminding her, like, Jax is still in love with me. He doesn't like you. Yeah. And uh, it's pathetic that yeah. he is, like, you're taking my sloppy seconds when you know he's still into me. Just verbally destroying her. And I will say, Laura Lee, she holds her own, but she also gets flustered. You can't out-argue the pure evil of Stassi. I know. She tries for a while. She... That monologue. So they have a staff meeting, uh, which they never go over like the specials of the day ever at these staff meetings. They're never like, this is a new wine. Here are the specials that you need to talk Here's about. Here's the new break schedule. Yeah. <laughs> We're changing yeah. shifts. Yeah. yeah. It's always like, okay, who is fucking who in the bathroom now? But, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, who is fucking whom? But it, uh, it's so funny because Lorelei in the staff meeting that they call. Why did they even? Why didn't Lisa even call that staff meeting? Was it after Frank wedged that guy? I don't. Something happened. But Lorelei gives this incredible monologue um, about how Jax builds her up every day and supports her and does nothing but love her and is the best guy that she's ever been with and. Everyone, including Jax, is looking around. They're just trying not to burst into laughter because this is the exact opposite of who this man really is. He doesn't build anybody up, not even really himself. Well, uh, himself more, with steroids and, like, creatine. He builds and himself. maybe gives himself breast cancer in another season. He, Spoiler. Something to look he, forward to with the next Yeah, season. he might get – he has a few breast cancer scares throughout <laughs> this, the seasons. <laughs> It's just like testosterone lumps. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not interested in this show uh, from everything else we've told you, if you think breast cancer scares in a man is funny, you'll love the show. By the way, breast cancer is not funny, and Jack's never had breast cancer. No, Uh, he is just a drama queen. He and steroid addicted. And that's Um, why we love him. We love him. Love to hate him. Love to hate him. But anyway, Laura Lee is very all about Jax and yeah they uh, they get questioned at one point um because they they fucked in the bathroom at one of Lisa's friends restaurants it wasn't at sir was it or was it at sir I think it was at sir okay it was at sir but it was never proven but then like I was but it was they did get some of the noises on camera like they no, denied but- it they denied it and Lisa's like okay but this is your final warning and then but like, she couldn't just look at the footage. Yeah, but again, they were like, yeah, we like totally fucked in the bathroom. Which yeah. is disgusting behavior. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I mean, I, again, it's very restaurant behavior. I never, like, I, wor- I worked in, a, did I tell you when I was a waitress for three days? Oh, no. Where where was it at? Uh, Fox and Hound in Richardson, Texas. Shout out. Um, and <laughs> it was like right when like the Mavs were like going to the playoffs for one of like the first times ever. It's like, what was this? Oh, 20, no. That's, 2009. That's a rough time to start for someone with anxiety. And I had, yeah, I had never waited tables. I had never picked up one of those trays. There were so many people asking me for things. So I picked up one of those trays filled with like drinks and immediately fell on the floor. And I just, I turned around to my manager and I was like, I quit. 
And all these people were staring at me. It was like a full restaurant. And they were all staring at me. Like all these drinks were on the floor. And then my manager was like, you still have to like go to the back and like get your purse and like all of your stuff and like walk out. And I was like, okay. And it's like, can I walk out the back? And he's like, no, you have to walk out in the front so everybody sees you. I was like, okay, bye. Can I tell you that almost the exact same thing happened to me at the Fox and the Hound in Austin during Pledge Week? Shut up. Manager was like, hey, you know, like, uh, sorry, we gave you too many tables. I know that, like, you know, all these frat guys are squirting you with squirt guns, but, like, it's not a big deal. It's just, it's just some ranch, you know? It's just ranch. And I'm like, why were they squirting you? Oh my God. It was Pledge Week. Like, and I was in a white shirt. It was just hell. And I, 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 I did wait tables. Uh, at Stan's Blue Note, shout out um, in Dallas because they had very low standards for servers yeah. at the time because the guy who ran it, his daughter had, speaking of porn actresses, gotten into a little trouble and had to come home and he was distracted. <laughs> um, but I po- accidentally spilled an entire uh, pitcher of beer on a pregnant woman my first day and I didn't get fired. <laughs> Hopefully the baby was okay. Oh. Didn't absorb. Oh my god, I'm gonna pee myself. <laughs> yeah, we're bad. We're bad servers. Uh, all this to say, I some of the restaurants I've worked in, uh, believe it or not, I worked in others after that. Um, there, there have been ones that have sex bathrooms. Why did Why did you pour beer on a pregnant woman? I had the tray, and I like you know didn't have good tray technique, and it's I so hard to balance. It's so hard, like I to balance so many things in my life all of the time. And, like, the tray is just, like, okay, like, I'm trying to balance, like, my, like, finances and, like, my marriage and, like, my mental health. Like, how can I carry this tray, too? It's too much. It's too much to ask of a woman to carry oh a tray God. as well. So, yeah, I'm sorry. This pregnant woman, you know what? She was just in the crosshairs. It's not her, but she was an innocent bystander, but she was there. Okay, so Jackson, Laura Lee. Um, yeah. Jackson's already starting to get the ick after that staff meeting. Um, And Laura Lee is like um, asking to stay at his house while Jax is working and order takeout and just prepare for her big audition. And Jax is like, okay. It's also important to note Laura Lee at this time is in recovery for some pretty heavy drug use. And we find that out during this conversation Mm -hmm. where suddenly Laura Lee said, so I've been seven days clean. And we're like, what? What? And she's like, and everyone is blaming my relapse on you. And I'm like, what? what? But what? it was just me. It was my fault. I was like not going to meetings. I was like, you know, white knuckling it. So I wasn't really sober anyway. So the fact that I was drinking on top of it, it's, you know, I just was relapsed even before I started drinking mm-hmm. with you again. And we're like, and what? like yeah, I don't it. Yeah. <laughs> Which never explained if she did fully relapse or she just started drinking again i don't know i think she was implying that she fully relapsed on drugs but i will say that for her we'll just say that she she says that she relapsed she says that she relapsed and Jax is like and yeah i didn't actually really know about that either yeah i thought we were just like having sex in bathrooms i didn't know that you had like problems i didn't know you were like not well (laughs) Um, so then they go into like a sweat lodge. So she, she's like, Oh, I just love it. I can sweat everything out. Yeah. Um, They go in. She immediately has a panic attack. Yeah. On camera. Yeah. And has to get out. 
Yeah, um, I can't do those things like saunas and stuff. I won't oh. do them. I, I know that I'll like faint and vomit, and it's just like I've done. I don't want to do that. Yeah, it's dangerous for low blood pressure girlies. Yeah, and then like, and then uh, Laura Lee is like having a panic attack, and she's like, "I shouldn't have taken my Prozac today." And Jax is like, "What? What? <laughs> What's Prozac?" <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, then the uh, next time we see them together, it's mm. at an AA meeting, Which- and uh. Laura Lee invited Jax to, and he said like he was excited to go because he's like literally like. I'm quoting him. He's like, she says that she always like feels better after she goes. So like, I'm excited to go. And um, I think maybe he was imagining what a lot of LA meetings are, which is like glamorous people, maybe sometimes a celebrity, like um, really cool, like laid back vibes and everyone has beautiful hair and their friends. This was more like the AA meetings I went to in, in Dallas where it's like, a, a veteran who's like 70 years old mm-hmm. and, and lives there like it's in a va <laughs> like, by the way we're not shitting on recovery like no, no this is more like I, I honestly prefer those meetings because yeah. i like the um you know like just that it's more culture <laughs> it's not all mm-hmm. like you know just like hot white people in their 20s like yeah. i like the variety um and meeting like all kinds of people. Um, not that I'm in recovery right now, but that's like the one thing I like about it. Um, so this meeting offers that in spades. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like, um, you know, a, a young guy who clearly had a drug problem uh, mm-hmm. that he was in recovery for. A woman in her fifties, and like it's you know your typical like you know church basement looking room, fold out tables, like a very small meeting, probably because. Uh, they probably only got releases from a few people to protect anonymity. Um, and Laura Lee is delivering another monologue mm-hmm. uh, just about her life, uh, how her dad wasn't yes. in her life, uh, but drugs were always there for her. Uh, but now mm-hmm. she's clean and she's got so much to live mm-hmm. for and her new relationship and right. how she was really deep into meth for a long time and was homeless. And she was just yes. really deep in it. Her homeless addiction took her to some places. Stealing that... money from her family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. She stole money from friends and family. She was homeless. Yeah. Really. Um, and you just, the camera pans to Jax and his eyes just get so wide. And you just see the internal monologue of like, what have I done? Jax is um how you say in recovery uh would be hasn't hit rock bottom yet and is terrified to see what could be his future with drugs and alcohol and it's just a little too real for him yeah it's a little too real and he does the most insane thing after the meeting which is kind of breaks up with Laura Lee but and she's like really you're gonna do this to me or he's like we just need to like slow it down like you know we're getting too serious like you know like i still want to fuck but like maybe we are not exclusive which is wild wild juxtaposition like she just poured her heart out she's in recovery she just told you she just divulged some of the most intimate personal details about her life and you're like probably hoping you would join like the old timers making of a newcomers list opposite and he's like here's the thing i don't want to be exclusive with you i just want to (laughs) fuck 
<laughs> Love you, kid. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for letting me come to this meeting. So he goes back to Stasi. They start talking about how mm-hmm. he still has feelings for her. She weeps and, uh, you know, but seems open to it. And he uh, goes back to Sir where the real breakup happens. And the way this is shot is like a sitcom. Yeah. So he's breaking up with Laura Lee officially, making it clear. He's like behind the bar and she's like uh, in the service well. Mm-hmm. And she is like, we see it starting from her perspective where it's mm-hmm. like, how how dare you? Like, uh, I can't believe you would do this to me. You're such a piece of shit. You're breaking up with me. You'll never get better than me. Da-da-da-da-da. And then the, and. The, Jack says, you're really going to do this at work? The camera pulls back and there's two people at the bar who are trying to order drinks. She continues yelling at him while she's making while he's making their drinks. He's like, okay, oh, I think there's grenadine in this. Where's the grenadine? She's like, and, and I can't believe you would do that. You built me up and then you tore me down. He's like, okay, uh, do you guys want straws? Or <laughs> It's just like a scene from Cheers. Yes, it's so staged, but it's like so, so good. And that, good. that brings me to another thing I want to say about this show. What makes it, I'm sorry, what I think is superior to Summer House is Summer House, these people all kind of had regular jobs. Mm-hmm. These were actors. These are all struggling actors. Like, A, their dream is to be on camera. And B, they've all taken acting classes. They mm-hmm. can really like make a scene like this that's basically directed and staged and reenacted like everything in reality tv is reenactments sorry to pull down the curtain Uh and they can reenact it with such passion not only because they're playing themselves and it's their real relationships Mm -hmm. and it's just it's just why the show is so top-notch a very underrated thing about the show i think Mm -hmm. they're they're good actors at being themselves cheating on their friends and getting mad at them and they're so good and like even on substances and that's really hard to do like it's hard to deliver when you're like always on drugs and always drunk but these kids do it by the way when i say kids like jacks is 33 they always seem young because they act like you know like the way some of us partied in our like early 20s but really only stassi and sheena are in their early 20s and everyone else is Pushing 30 or over 30. Yes. But that's that's very restaurant, too. That's very, yeah, like, true to happens, life. Especially, like, I would imagine, like, in L.A., there's a, that's oh, a lot of people. Oh, the partying. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I There's no way I would have been a good enough server to work in L.A. That is a competitive <laughs> you, market. Yeah, like, you're they like, probably oh, is, all... that a, is that a pregnant woman? <laughs> <laughs> Give me this beer. <laughs> I would you make know, it as an actor there and could not make it as a server there. No way. Um... So Jackson Stasi finally no seem like way. they're starting no to get way, back together. LA. No way, LA. <laughs> no way, LA. That's my motto. Um, so they finally seem like they're gonna get back together, and he finally is she's finally starting to believe him about Frank, and Jackson mm-hmm. goes to therapy to talk about their relationship uh on screen, <laughs> of mm-hmm. course. Uh and he tells his therapist that he has a problem with lying, but he uh, he's wor- and that's why he's worried that Stasi doesn't believe him that he didn't sleep with this porn actress and get her pregnant. Uh, it's the one thing they can't get past because Stasi has trust issues, but he didn't do this. And the therapist is like, okay, um, so a lot of times with clients who lie, 
they're you're gonna lie to me somewhat in therapy and she's like and that's okay you can always come back to me and like tell me if you were lying uh you know I, I won't judge you you can tell me the truth if you want to whatever but are you lying about this porn actress who mm-hmm. you got pregnant and he's like no i mm-hmm. and jack says usually a good liar here i feel like it is so fucking clear he's lying he's looking away he's touching his face he's like yeah he's so clearly lying by the way we lauren and i really don't like therapists who are on tv like yeah there's something i find kind of unethical about it yeah I don't know. It's weird. It's hot weird. take hot but, take but we don't like tv therapists yeah although Sorry. i would uh i love them I would never we need go them. to one. We I would need never. Them. Yeah. Actually, I would be on. T- I would. I would do therapy on TV. Not with my therapist because she's good, but like I, you know, just so I can get like some credits. Yeah, just build up your IMDb. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, I think it would be fun to go to therapy on TV and just kind of let the therapist talk. Just kind of. Mm-hmm. Just kind of let them bury themselves. See, mm-hmm. see their you know controversial ideas. Like yeah. I'd love to, uh, that therapist that Taylor went to, who, uh, Taylor Armstrong oh, from Beverly Hills, God, who she later don't. started da- dating. Or No, that was her, that was her attorney. That was her attorney. Her attorney, right. She's still married to her attorney. Uh, oh, Bethany? Oh, then it's true love, so that that's okay. Oh my but, God, yeah, do- doctor, um, it's not Amistad, but it sounds like it. Armand? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so the doctor there. who was a cast member on season three of Any Bethany Ever After. Any doctor that has been a doctor for Bethany Frankel. We're, no, we're, no doctor of mine. No doctor of mine. That's <laughs> all. And that's what we'll say about that. Please send us a cease and desist, Bethany. Bethany, come on. We know you um, got it, girl. So finally, uh, uh, Jax does confess to us, to the audience, to all his friends, and to Stassi. To Stassi. Yeah. He did, in fact, knock up the porn actress in Vegas. And Stassi is distraught. And Laura Lee has a wonderful exit before this happens, which is her exit is she gets in a movie with Jennifer Aniston. So she leaves the show in the best way. And- Except, and the movie is called We Are the Millers. It is a pretty solid comedy for the mm-hmm. 2010s, uh, does well with critics and the box office. Although she does play a character named Boner Garage. <laughs> it must be said oh my gosh um anyway um i mean i think that's a, about a wrap on the season mm-hmm. um so let's get into some literary analysis uh let's get into some themes okay so i think a big theme for this show is be careful what you wish for um, because this is like the best case scenario for most of these people who clearly aren't that passionate about their art, like who are mostly, you know, like time is ticking. They're not going to be in L.A. for much longer, but they want to hang out mm-hmm. and party with their friends forever and be famous. And they got what they wanted. But I'll tell you, spoiler alert, 10 seasons later and everyone is still miserable and has yes. been through so much pain. Yeah, another theme would be um, when there's smoke, there's fire, or mm-hmm. uh, when there's smoke, there's Kristen smoking a Marlboro Light by the Sir Dumpster. We haven't talked about Kristen and Tom a lot, but we will get to them season two, for sure. They're definitely supporting characters this season. Yeah. We really only learned that uh, Kristen smokes a lot and Tom shaves his forehead. Right. Um, but so where there's smoke, there's fire is a theme that comes around, comes around, comes around. And basically the structure of this season is this. It's the same every season. Mm-hmm. So a rumor surfaces 
uh, at the beginning or like halfway through the season, a rumor usually about mm-hmm. infidelity. The person denies it. Um, the friends mm-hmm. keep investigating it, keep investigating it, keep it floating. And eventually the rumor turns out to be true. And this happens pretty much every successful right. season of the show. Whenever there's a rumor, it is true. Uh-huh. Usually this season was aberrant because uh, Jax does confess to the whole thing. But mm-hmm. usually they they confess to a kiss and then a make out and then a fuck is usually yeah. the order. Yeah, yeah. Every rumor on the show, I would say, has pretty much been true. Yeah, yeah. But they'll always start with like, I don't know, I was drunk in Vegas. I like made out with her, but not this time. Not this time. Get it all out there. The show was still evolving. They <laughs> Yeah, they were like, we, we, we can't just start with porn star abortion. We got to <laughs> slow it down, yeah. boys. We, we gotta, gotta tease it, yeah. We gotta tease it. Um, so there's um a lot of fun motifs mm-hmm. uh, in the show that's that already start this early. Um, so Ken Todd, Lisa's ancient British husband, who looks like a ghost, uh, yeah. he he is the one who tells us about uh Jax and Laura Lee in the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> Jax and Laura Lee, I heard in the bathroom having sex. It, it, he, wait, no, I, does he say the loo? The loo, yes, more British than that. Um, And we will do a compilation for the TikTok and the gram of every time Ken Todd, Lisa makes Ken Todd, like deliver a line about two characters sucking each other off. (laughs) And how does he he pronounce Lisa's name? Laser. Laser. (laughs) Laser. Probably, of course, the most... uh, Notorious themes are chain smoking and alcoholism. Yes. Jack's lying. Yes. Uh, we get a lot of that. Uh, cheating. A lot of cheating. A lot of cheating. Um, uh, and we've, we get the beginning of the Witches of WeHo Alliance. Yes. Katie, Stassi, Kristen. Yes. And they are uh, an alliance. Some, uh, sometimes there's infighting, but usually they're trying to push each other's storylines yes, and make and each other look good. Yeah. And they're just always out for blood, especially Stassi. Yes, they are mean, mean girls. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, and then a motif throughout the show, which we got more of in the season, we get less and less. Uh, They're sporadically touching on their failed dreams of success as artists. And chunky sweaters. And chunky sweaters, of course. Important, important motif. (laughs) Um, Bloody faces. Bloody faces. Um, oh, the the sir dresses. Um, oh my god! Evolve in later seasons. Uh, they are symbolic. Getting into some symbolism now of how fucking crazy and unique the rules are, and sexy right. because they're always so short that you can see the girl's vagina lips, as <laughs> Jax points out. Yeah, he's like, I don't think anybody. Uh, I don't think any woman at sir owns a bra. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> And it's because you can't wear them in the dress. It's like Lisa designed a dress that you cannot wear a bra I know. or it underwear is, with. It is, in fact, very sexy and very <laughs> unique. In that it looks like cat vomit. It's like the most ugly it's so swirling. Ugly. It's, it's like kind of paisley. It's truly like it's an assault to the, the senses, especially sight. Yes. And then based on feedback, I think it changes either this season or next season to a different really ugly pattern and right. then again to another ugly but I, I but with the new dress they can actually wear a bra yes that was an upgrade for sure less sexy but still unique still unique 
Um, okay. Um, let's see. Oh yeah. Or, we talked about Lisa as the boss of the restaurant is so symbolic of Lisa babe. as, uh, yeah, as the boss babe show producer right. where like the cast cannot treat her like a fellow castmate. She's got to be a pedestal above and you cannot mm-hmm. make the restaurant look shitty. Mm-hmm. And you have to pretend this is a real job. Right. Even when you guys are all living in like mansions, <laughs> no, you're famous. The show's successful. You yeah, have to pretend this season. is a real job. Yeah, they have like four thousand square foot homes with pools, and they're like, "I gotta go pick up a shift at Sir right now, honey. Leave you and the kid." Yeah, <laughs> them's the rules. Them, them's the Vanderpump rules. So, what grade would you give this season, Michelle? A plus, 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 plus. I I would give it an A. I think it's like it is a really even a like a much stronger season than I remember it. And it's mm-hmm. so excellent. And the groundwork is there compared to other first seasons of shows. A plus 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 compared to itself. An A. I yeah. think we reach higher heights next season. Um, okay, so let's do, uh, we'll come to that part of the show, everyone's favorite part, oral. Oral, <laughs> everybody's favorite. Let's give oral. Um, can you believe we're nine episodes in and this is the first time we've made a b- joke about blowjobs in we, the oral I, exam? I think we've, I've done it before. Oh, okay. Well. Well, still, we've showed remarkable restraint for comments. Remarkable. We've always <laughs> are so restrained. <laughs> that's what people come for our yeah, subtle that's, nuance that's like the number one feedback we get is like you guys are so restrained you're in so your restrained opinions. you really hold back in your a enthusiasm. nice way <laughs> yeah okay i'm ready for oral baby all right okay uh you have 60 seconds on the clock to give your exam the time starts now not written off the cuff and this is about i'm coming Right for the royal family right now. Uh, There was a news story that came out yesterday that King Charles has an enlarged prostate. I'm sorry. Um, When we said that we wanted more transparency in the royal family, I wasn't talking about like literally knowing what's up his asshole. I don't care about that. The way that they treated Meghan Markle for being like, sometimes the press is really racist and the royal family doesn't help me out. They fucking lambasted her. She had to go back to America where she's getting harassed all over the time. But I have to know about this dude's enlarged prostate. I do not care. And I will not bow ever to King Charles or his prostate. But I do hope that he's okay. That, that's all I'll say. Okay. Good day, sir. Good day, sir. And time. Um, yeah, I, I honestly, um, I think it was succinct. Like, you mm-hmm. made your point and you didn't even mm-hmm. need to do the full time. And mm-hmm. uh, we remain a Harry and Meghan positive slash neutral podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. I We finally took in a, took in a stance. Mm-hmm. We've, we've, um, we've weighed the pros and the cons. And we are positive to Nooch. And so I give this an A plus and I co-sign that this is from both of us. We don't care about your enlarged prostate, Charles. Talk no. about your fucking disgusting brother, okay? Yeah, that's your yeah. Give us the real goods. Maybe Throw Andrew I, under the bus. Show us yeah. the Epstein list. Actually, that's probably why they're talking about his prostate. So we're not talking about Andrew. But guess what? We're talking about it. We're mentioning it all. Okay, exactly. Lauren, you got, it just you got, it just reminds us of it more every deflection you make. Um. Okay. So sixty seconds on the clock. Um. My time 
starts now. now. In this essay, I will prove that uh, even though I've become obsessed with David Kibbe's uh, body type uh, system for fashion, it is complete and total bullshit. So mm -hmm. um, for those of you who are on TikTok or, um, you know, were really into fashion in the 80s and 90s, uh, the Kibbe system is like a way to help uh, young women when they're still developing their style. It's like a guide and it puts women at all, into all these different types, um, which is like, uh, and they're all fun. They're like flamboyant, dramatic, soft, classic, true, natural. Mm -hmm. um, and there's like all of these different, um, you know, ways to specify. Um, but I will say it is total bullshit. Uh, the more I look into it, the more I'm like, my body isn't really perfect for any of these. The way that they, a lot of it is like being defined by width, but they're like, but you don't have to have wide shoulders for width. You don't even have to be wide. You just have to have lines. Your shoulder seam is in a certain place. It's like, uh, this is all kind of baloney, but I, it is like a fun mystery and it's very busification of identity. Time. I give that an A plus, 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 plus. Have you gotten into Kibbe systems at all? No. You know, I rent my clothes. Oh, that's true. Well, yeah. it's just like, um, you know, you would, you kind of would dress like, um, you already do it. Like you give yourself like a puffy shoulder. I love a puff. You like you play with the lines of fashion. I That's like pretty much what it's encouraging you to yeah, do. Yeah, I like a puffy sleeve. I like a I like a backless dress. I think you would be a gamine. Oh, um, because you're petite. Um, but Stop again, it's it. all bullshit. It's all bullshit. A flamboyant gamine, I would say. Okay. Uh, but see, it is fun. It's fun to. It's like a horoscope. It's fun it's to have one. Is it gay, a gay mean or gay, gay man? Yeah, you're a flamboyant gay man. And that's how gay. you should dress. Yeah, that's how I feel all the time. <laughs> lots of holsters. Lots Talking of... Talking about prostates. You know me. <laughs> a corset. Yeah. Um, okay. Like, subscribe. Yes. Wrapping it up. Like, subscribe, rate, and review. Please share this podcast. That would really help us. We're trying to broaden our reach. And please let us know your thoughts. Like, if you tell us something, well, I, we will share it on air. If you send us an audio oral exam, we'll share that mm -hmm. on air. You'll be mm -hmm. famous to literally 50 people, some of them in Europe. Yes. Um, DM us on Instagram at bravo underscore breakdowns. Email us at bravobreakdowns at gmail.com. We've got an email now for any comments, feedback, questions, requests. We would love to hear from you uh, and keep listening. We're so thankful for you students. Everyone gets a gold star this week. Yes, we love you. Bye-bye. Um, Bye. These girls are having a breakdown. Bravo breakdowns. These girls are going Stasi has this tendency to use very violent metaphors. Really love to drill like a machine gun, like just into her head. Literally want to take every fork and knife and just graze over his body until he slowly bleeds to death. I'm going to cut my boyfriend's dick off time. I literally want to come at them with daggers. <laughs> and chop their faces but they're here for your birthday. and hide them in the walls. I normally would have literally ran across that float with daggers and not only stabbed you both like 40 times, but then thrown you off, tarred and feathered each of you, beheaded you, and then quartered your bodies and dragged them through the cities of West LA on a disgusting truck. <laughs> <laughs>